Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Struggling Hunters, where we're working hard on figuring out these public hunts and sharing them with you on our podcast, uh, going over our struggles, our successes, and anything else in between. I'm Eric. I'm Joe. And we are? The Struggling Hunters. <laughs> Very nice. We're dialing that one in. Yeah, we are doing, getting better. We'll, sooner or later, we'll find our voice in our intro. Yes, for sure, for sure. And uh, talking about our intro, I'd like to take a few seconds here to say thanks for watching. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, again, watching it for the first time, please subscribe. If you're watching us a, a second time or third time, uh, hit that like button. Um, and, you know, just keep it up. We're doing, we're, we're growing here a little bit and it gets us excited, but, uh, you know, we can't do this without you guys. And, uh, you know, we appreciate it. And we like, we like seeing that, but anyways, and with that, we'll go ahead and get started with, uh, what we got going on or what we, I guess, yeah, got going on this, this year, or shouldn't say this year, but what our plans are for the next little bit. <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. Uh, do you want to go first, Joe, or do you want me to uh, talk about it a little bit? Nah, I can jump in. So I guess we'll jump in by talking that I still got, uh, for those of you that don't know, I've got the Utah archery tag, and I was unsuccessful in the general archery season. And now I did my online uh, Utah online uh, ethics course, which – gave me the authorization or and permission to hunt in the uh, late archery late season um, which is go still going on right now and so I, sh I should back up and say elk as well I was unsuccessful with a general archery elk tag and now I can hunt the late season archery uh, areas or unit units um so anyways i took this last uh, week off from hunting uh it's kind of the first time in, i think the last like three months that i've actually taken a weekend off and you know usually maybe it was hunting one day out of the weekend or something but i just took this last weekend off and just hung around the house did a little cleaning and then went on went on went on a drive that was kind of that was fun it was it was nice not not doing too much, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm still, still hunting, still got some time to hunt, still trying to still, still positive, still feeling good about it. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some opportunities and I um, hope I'm ready for them, but, uh, anyway, so that's where I'm at with my deer hunt and my elk hunt is I'm still in it. I still got some time uh, as far as it, for as far as game in the area, uh, high pressured areas, low number of elk, um, and kind of a high, not too high, but a decent population of deer. I just don't know the population of antlers. <laughs> <laughs> But on that, I don't know how some of you feel. Uh, I know it's kind of a uh, little bit of a touchy subject, but I can harvest a cow or a doe with either permit or tag. So 
you know, I know some people are like, oh, you don't want to take the, the females out of the herd because that's what girls are herd. But um, I am trying to fill a tag and also put meat in my freezer. So I, if one gives me an opportunity, I'm going to fill my tag. I, I don't, I don't blame you there at all. I think, uh, I think anybody would do that, you know, especially you, I mean, your tag's good for it either way. So why not? You know, I, I mean, we did it all the time and, or I know I did specifically whenever I, I lived in Idaho, I would always go after the bucks beginning of the season season started to wear down luck wasn't going my way i would harvest a, a doe um i'd prefer to harvest a buck for like you said like like kind of being older and and conservation uh you know wanting to do more for conservation and stuff i mean of course i'd prefer uh, a buck and i know you would too but at the same time i mean the the whole tradition of hunting is is to fill your freezer and to feed your family and for me and you even though we do a hunting podcast and all that like that's really a big part of it for for the both of us is we want to fill our freezers it's not about being a trophy hunter necessarily even though i don't think that that's a bad thing uh it's that's not what it's about so i think uh I think it's kind of ridiculous if it's controversial, but at the same time, it, it, it makes sense to me is what I'm trying to get at. And gotcha. uh, with that said, though, I, I did want to ask you a question. You said you went on a drive, but did you, did you still take your bow? I was going to, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I take my bow. I got to take my pack. And then I was like, you know, I, I don't really want to, after I do all that, there's no room for the wife. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I was like, man, if I do see something and then, and like it's out there a ways and then the wife is sitting back at the truck, you know, for an hour or two, you know, or, or four, you know, I'm out there trying to sneak, put a sneak on that deer. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> you probably made a good decision then. <laughs> so I, uh, I didn't throw it in and I didn't, spend a lot of time glass in the areas you know i just just went on a drive and enjoyed the drive <laughs> yeah 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 that's funny <laughs> it's probably for the best but i i when you said that that you just went for a drive i was like yeah i bet he still took his bow though <laughs> no I, I i i it was i did pick it up it was heading to the truck but last minute i set it down and like ah no, I just I just want to go enjoy my time. Yeah, well that's good, man. I think uh, I think you've been working pretty hard. You probably needed a little, kind of like you know, to, a chance to refresh and and uh, gather gather your thoughts and. True. So then you're going out this weekend. Yeah, I was going to head out this weekend and <clears throat> and uh, try to get out early in the morning, and uh, you know maybe chase a little bit of elk. Hopefully they're still bugling. And I want to get out before the sun is up because I'm going to hit the area that I've had. A, I haven't had a trail camera up in there for a couple of years or a year, two years, I think now, maybe three. But anyways, I've had help, help. <laughs> I've had elk hit my trail camera, but it's always been between the hours of like midnight 
and maybe four, five in the morning. Mm. And so my thought was I'd get up in that area and throw out some bugles and cow calls to see if, uh, if, if I couldn't get anything to show up, you know, before the sun came up and keep it around until after the sun was up. Uh, were, were you, were you on a mountain face or anything like that? Like, was it like one direction or the other, like the camera facing up the mountain, down the mountain? Yeah. It was kind of like side hill, the mountain side hill. You know, yeah. The, it was in a big, it's a big bowl. And I was kind of on like the North facing side of the bowl. Okay. So, uh, I guess my follow-up question is, is, uh, which which way did they uh, were they heading most of the time at that time? It was hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I, yeah, that makes sense. But I probably should go back and see if I can find some of those pictures and maybe look at that. But you know, I had had some salt out and stuff, so like they had stopped and licked the salt. So by the time the camera was taking pictures, if I remember right, it was kind of hard to tell which direction they were really heading and going from. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, it's worth the worth the uh, the it's worth the question anyway to see see exactly what you're up against up there. Right. But well, that sounds pretty cool. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, luck kind of goes your way. I think we talked about luck a little bit in the last podcast, and hopefully, it starts going your way. And me too. I we got the we got the struggling hunters curse. I mean, I feel like. Uh, feel like calling ourselves the struggling hunters really really kind of put us in a weird position <laughs> seems like nothing's going our way quite yet <laughs> but True. uh but with that said though uh for me my my hunt is coming up man by the time this thing drops it'll be pretty close to when my hunt starts but as of right now pretty much got about a month until my hunt starts and um I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, getting a little nervous because it's coming so fast. I'm, I'm a little nervous in the fact that I'm like, am I, am, am I prepared as much as I think I am? Do I need to prepare more? What do I need to do to prepare? You know, kind of asking those questions to myself. Um, also kind of nervous because obviously with this podcast and everything, you know, I mean, I don't know how much, I, I mean, I think it's more of a personal thing than, than an actual have to be successful, but personally having the podcast and trying to make a hunting podcast, I'm hoping that I'm a little bit, you know, that both of us are, are successful this year and, and we can walk away with, with a couple wins in our belt. Um, with that said, uh, the other thing that I'm really excited about is I think I think I'm going to change the game plan to my hunt. Okay. And go to a whole new area. I've been studying it on Onyx. I had a guy kind of drop me a hint about it. And, uh, well, he didn't kind of drop me a hint. He did drop me a hint and told me that it was a real good area and always, always had pretty good success through there. Um, he's not hunting it anymore, so – you know, it's, it's really neat. That's the neatest thing about the hunting community is, is um, I've had a couple people come up to me and over the years and kind of tell me areas. And the hardest thing is, is to remember everything that they said. Um, this, this guy that was telling me about it, 
as soon as I got done talking to him and, and, uh, uh, got back in my truck, I started looking it up and, you know, trying to remember, remember exactly where he said and, and everything. And, and anyways, I've been e-scouting it, but I'm like, Hey, this looks pretty nice. And, and just the confidence that he had about how good of an area it was, uh, put a lot of confidence in me and I'm pretty appreciative that he, he, uh, did that. So pretty thankful for that. Um, and hopefully it all turns out. Um, I guess I could go there and not come across anything and, and then be like, well, that didn't work, but, <laughs> but I, uh, it sounds like because we're doing the base camp stuff, um, it sounds like really good camp spot to, there's really good spot to camp there. Uh, it's kind of left alone for the most part. Not a lot of people go back in there. So should be pretty good. And then what I've seen from, from Onyx, it looks like good terrain. Uh, so I'll, yeah, I'm just excited about it. Not to go too, you know, not to go on forever about that area, but especially cause I'm not sharing it yet. <laughs> but, uh, uh, with that said though, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm really excited for my hunt this year. I'm just hoping that I got everything together. Uh, hope I'm prepared enough and, and really I, on a personal level, I just feel like I have a lot riding on this, this hunt season here in Colorado. My hunt season is, is about nine days long altogether. And, uh, that ninth day is pretty questionable if I'll even be able to do it. Cause I took a week off of work. And if I remember right, the last day is on a Monday. So I probably won't hunt that day if I'm not successful throughout the week. So pretty much turns it into an eight day hunt. Uh, but with that said, I mean, I'm still excited about it, planning on working hard and getting through or just, just busting, busting trails out there and, and working hard until, uh, until some comes up. I know I'm probably if, if I find a shooter on the first day, uh, especially this year, I'm not passing it up. <laughs> Don't blame you. I'm, I'm going for it and uh, changing changing the uh, the curse of the struggling hunters, hopefully, if that happens. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got as of right now. I think as we get closer, I'll be, you know, thinking about it a little deeper and, and uh, hopefully having some more to share about what my plan is and how exactly I plan to attack it. But as of right now uh, – I don't know how much I shared on the podcast so far, but uh, I know Joe kind of, you know, me and Joe have talked about the plan because he's coming up to join me. We're going to try to film as much as we can of it. And, uh, but yeah, so Joe, I'm probably going to change the whole game plan, but I think it's for the best. I really do. <laughs> so Well, that's like the one thing, you know, you, you, is deciphering information you know and I, what i'm meaning is we've we've hunted that area that we've been at now for two years um we've seen elk sign we know that they've been there at some point uh we've seen elk the first year that we we're that i well at least you know that we, i've hunted there with you um and so we're, you know, and now we're hopefully the guy that, you know, has 
passing along some information to you, you know, he's is a trustworthy guy that, you know, he's not trying to keep you out from where he wants to hunt, which doesn't sound like he's doing that. It sounds like he's genuinely, genuinely trying to, you know, help, help you out and get you into where the elk are. Um, so, you know, like taking that information from him having success in that area to what little bit of success, if you want to call it success that we've had the last two years that maybe, you know, with that, now we're, maybe our success rate, maybe seeing a couple more elk and hearing some elk maybe, and then in turn, you fill in your tag. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think it all worked. And yeah, that guy, he, uh, he's, he's been getting tags for the last little while. He said that they used to hunt there for years and years and years, but the whole reason that they left the area is because uh, they've been getting, uh, tags out of the draw a lot of tags that from draw and using their points and so it sounds like he's been pretty preoccupied doing that kind of stuff instead of uh you know hunting the over-the-counter areas like i am so hopefully next year uh, i can do something with the draw uh i mean i don't know we'll see we'll see how that goes i'm definitely not not doing what i did uh 2020 man it's been crazy but as some of you may have heard from the very beginning of the podcast i totally messed up and spaced off the uh the first chance or the first draw and uh yeah then i went to the second chance draw and there was nothing there that i wanted you know, there was some stuff that I could have put in for, but there was just nothing that I actually wanted. So, uh, yeah, I just, I decided to not try at all, but next year I'm going to definitely pay more attention to that and, and, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, draw something out. So, so yeah, but I'm still excited. And plus I wanted to figure out that area. Oh, another thing too is, uh, so the area that we're moving to, it's just kind of down the road. I mean, it's probably a little ways, but it's not, it's not like a, a completely different area. It's just kind of down the road from where we have been hunting, gotcha. uh, maybe, maybe a couple miles or so. So, so it's not going to be that drastically different, but uh, it sounds like a pretty good area to be down in. So going to give cool. that a shot and see, see what happens. So, um, so that's pretty much what I got with, with the hunt part. Uh, something I'll kind of give the whole backstory. Uh, I was watching the hunt in public the other day and, uh, and they were in, was it North Dakota? I think it was North Dakota. Not a hundred percent sure where they're at, but anyways, their series is on Amazon. And so I was kind of nerding out and watching, watching their series on there. And, and, uh, they got toward the, the, or tell where I turned it off at, but they, they finally got this uh, big buck. One of the guys did, and they went down in this little, this little pocket and the deer were out in the, in the, uh, in the field. And there was, um, there was corn right at the edge of the field, but the deer were kind of bedded down out in the, um, out in the other part of the field where the corn wasn't. And uh, long story short, uh, 
they at the end of the video they were talking about this deer that they were down in this little pocket all day long and that deer never knew that they were there never suspected it never never looked over there once did not worry about where they were in this little pocket but there was two roads up above the deer and and where they were there was two roads that they they said up above them and that deer all day long would look toward that road all day long but did not care what was over in the like over on the other side never really paid attention to it they ended up getting the buck it was a really nice buck is really good show um matter of fact go to amazon prime and just type in the hunt in public and you'll be able to watch it but i just thought that was very it kind of has been sticking with me ever since i don't know i saw that saturday it's been sticking with me ever since about how that deer would always constantly look at that road or the road system and uh how they're my 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 take on it was that it was more it was more uh, concerned about the road and what was coming off of the road than it was anything else and uh kind of made me think about our hunts but whenever we're driving up to some spot to pull off and how many deer have we happened to have uh jumped before we even knew it because we pulled off and tried to get out and be all quiet and everything do our part but a deer was bedded down looking at us the whole time just got up and jumped away because saw us pulling out and walking through the woods or right the fields or whatever you know it just kind of kind of made me think of that i'm like ah it's almost like i guess what i'm trying to break it down to is you almost need to come up with a whole new tactic of how to get off of the road like maybe even where you want to hunt maybe try to park like a half mile or so before that and jump down in there and start walking through there before you know true i mean It's just kind of a thought because I, I never really thought about it, but I mean, it makes sense that a deer would stare at the roads, but uh, I don't know. I never, I guess I never really thought about it. Never really broke it down that far. Well, like if, you know, when I was out scouting this last year, I think I, t- I talked about it before in a previous episode, but one of the bull elk that I was able to get a picture of, he, I was going along the road and there was already people watching it. There's a little one little family that that saw him, but uh, and I was gonna let them do their thing, and then I was just driving by. Then I, I out of, it was across the canyon from, from the road that I was on, but I I saw the antlers and was like, okay, I'm stopping. <laughs> like yeah. uh, I'm looking at this, and uh, but it was interesting because he was you know 500 yards plus away from us, and they were in a razor. I was in my truck and uh, I pulled out my spotting scope and set, you know, put my phone up to it and watched it, got some pictures. And then it was, then he kind of got a little nervous. He knew we were, you know, he knew we were, I think, well, he knew we were watching us. He knew we were there at least. I don't know if he knew we were watching them, but he knew we were stopped. And uh, he, he would watch us for a little bit and he started he, he got to where he was getting nervous and then he ran up the hill a little bit and then he stopped again and then off in the distance you can kind of hear a couple 
razors or side-by-sides or something coming down the mountain. And then the people that I was with, they're like, oh, well, we, you know, we've, we've watched them long enough. We're ready to get going. And so they hopped in their little buggy and scooted on down the road. And like when these side-by-sides started making all their noise, he got, he had enough and just took off. Mm-hmm. And that was a long distance away. You know, it was just, it, to me, it was kind of just interesting that like, more or less, he was a safe distance away, but he didn't feel safe. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, years ago, whenever I still lived in Idaho, we were, uh, me and a couple friends were on Highway 12 up toward uh, Locksaw. I know you know where that is, Joe. Yeah. But uh, we were up in there and we were driving can't remember what we were doing exactly but i remember driving back and and uh one one of the guys in the truck saw a big old elk across the river and uh we pulled over and we were staring at it forever you know talking about how we wish we could shoot it and everything you know and and uh but we were we, i mean i know that elk saw thought we were there the craziest thing about it though is that elk did not move for the whole time that, that I I don't remember that elk moving. It might've moved at some point cause we finally took off, but I feel like we took off cause we got bored of looking at it and just wishing that we could shoot it more so than it moving. Like it was so still, I was like, man, that almost looks like one of those decoys that the old uh, fishing game, fishing game put out or something, you know, but it, but it was an elk. I've heard of the deer ones. I never heard of an elk decoy. So, but I was yeah. like, that thing did not move for the, for, forever it did, i mean it just stood there still like like he thought that we didn't notice he was there or something but uh i don't know it was kind of crazy how still he could be and like i said i don't think he took off, i don't think he decided to take off in the time that we were there i think we kind of got bored of just staring at him but and obviously yeah. this is all before cell phone cameras so i don't have no evidence of it but but it's a true story you mean you didn't have your little disposable 24-shot um, self-wind camera? I, no. waste, <laughs> I wasted it on my selfie before selfies were cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I wonder, like, oh, shoot. Yeah. You know, I, I used to resist selfies so much, like, whenever, they, whenever selfies were started to become a thing. Uh huh. Oh, I resisted it so much. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Taking a picture of yourself, you gotta be kidding me. Now you should see my phone. It's full <laughs> of selfies. <laughs> a little proud of yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I try to take a few whenever I'm out hiking or hunting or something. But right. just kind of funny how how it's all kind of changed. You know, I it, the selfie thing. I I don't know how we went from this from hunting to this but the selfie thing i I mean i resisted it because i was like this is ridiculous this little thing ain't gonna last like the selfie now everybody that's all anybody does take selfies right (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) now we have special sticks that take selfies right right yeah ridiculous (laughs) but yeah anyways back on topic it it does make you wonder you know, like I've heard stories of people like getting out of the truck to before they get to where they want to hunt to to go, to go answer the call of Mother Nature, um, and then like when they're closing the truck, 
door to to go like you know the elk or something's running running just not that far from them and it's you know it's kind of inner you know and i've heard people you know like people's tactics on how to you know how they try to kill animals <laughs> that it sounds bad but that are just off the road you know not from the truck but actually trying to give a fair chase um you know people take you know seeing something and then taking off running after it and whatnot but it does make you wonder you know like what you can do to you know like you said park a half mile back or something or you know try to come up with a way to what, what do you want to call it not bother or you know the deer that may be in the area that you're like you said they're just off the road but if you pull off the road and park your truck and then take off you know like yeah you're alerting the deer that are already in front of you that you're there so it's like and then it goes back to at what point do you start hunting you know like and, and the meaning when do you go in the stealth mode i guess yeah i feel like you can't do it right away i mean even though it might not be in the spot like if you parked a half mile before your actual pull up pull off and where you want to hunt i'd probably still start hunting right away but at the same time like i i don't know i mean it's just it's one of those things that uh it, i mean it might help your chances it might not i mean you never know but uh it was just it was just really interesting to me about about how how that those that that one deer in particular on the show was was just staring at those roads the whole time, kind of more paying more attention of what was going on up there than anywhere else. I mean, kind of going back to what we've always said though, like be driving down the road and minding your own business, thinking that your hunt's over for the day and the biggest buck you've ever seen just runs right out in front of you. And you're like, this ain't supposed to happen. This isn't what, this isn't what all the, hunting forums say <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i mean it's tricky out there but but it's just something that i'm i, I guess the reason i brought it up is because i think for my hunts like it's something that i'm gonna kind of uh pay attention to is is maybe maybe trying to think of alternate routes or if i want to hunt like kind of where we hunted last year, I feel like that was okay because we we parked at the bottom there and then we walked up to where we started hunting. So, I mean, I feel like we we're kind of in a safe spot that way. But, but man, all the years that I've you know been like, oh, I want to hunt this little, you know, area, this mile or two wide area or whatever, you know, uh, and just pull over right right where it is and jump out and then only start hunting right off the road right where you know where i think the like i should have probably went down the road further and walked toward the area that i wanted to start hunting or i mean it, or, i i don't think it would hurt by doing that i guess is what i'm saying so true or figuring out a way to because kind of what they did they were down in this little little hole and they i mean they kind of side blinded the deer like the deer never had a never never knew that the that they were over there 
So if you could like think about it, but I guess that would take like the fact that you kind of know where the deer are. So I guess you'd have to know where the deer are first, but, but what I'm trying to say is like almost sneak up behind the deer. So like kind of use the road as a vantage think, kind of thinking in your head, like, well, if I hunt this area, but I walk toward the road, then I might run into deer that are kind of looking toward the road and not really paying attention to what's behind them. If that makes sense. So you can kind of use the road as an advantage. Right. Or you can do like a little push too. Like if you, you know, like we drop one guy off, drop them. You know, if you think that there are going to be deer in a certain area, have him drop down and start walking to get behind that area and have another guy go in and park where, you know, you essentially would get out to hunt and have him dive off there and see if he pushes any deer or elk or whatever towards the guy that's already down in there, you know? Yeah. Speaking of that, one of these days, I kind of want to do that exact thing. I've, I've wanted to do it for years. I've thought about it personally, like, but I never presented it, I guess, or had the chance to present that idea, but it kind of makes sense. If somebody could sneak up around wherever you're hunting and, and then kind of push stuff towards you, and uh you know just see see what happens see if anything happens to pop out right sounds like a good idea i don't know if you've watched the the meat eater but they kind of did that exact thing in one of the episodes in the recent uh meat eater i know i've watched a couple of the meat eaters i was trying to recall but i've seen other people do that though too where where they did a little push trying to Push that out. Yeah, it it makes sense. It makes sense to try. True. Kind of did a mini one with with you. Remember whenever I was like, I'm gonna blow through this little tree area, and if there's anything bedded out, maybe it'll run. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was desperation of knowing that the hunt was kind of getting close to being over. So I was like. At this point, I'll try anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but. True. But yeah, uh, that, uh, go ahead. No, you go, 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 go on, Eric. <laughs> well, I was going to say that I, uh, that's all I had for, for that segment. Cool. So I thought one other thing, though, that I want to bring up uh, was going to go again or bring up my drive that I went on this weekend, uh, got a little irritated, <laughs> got a little <laughs> flustered. Yeah. <laughs> or someone scratched my mean side. <laughs> but, uh, so we're, we, we go on this drive, right. And, and, uh, you know, I get it. People, you know, bring, go up on side by sides and, uh, you know, which is, you know, that's cool. I don't, I probably would have went on my side by side this weekend if I had one, don't have one. So, you know, I'm going to take my truck. Anyways, we're driving up there a ways and, and so I'm, I'm not driving too quick. You know, I'm taking my time, just enjoying the drive, um, watching what's, ha- what's, what's going on around me, enjoying the, the scenery and not, you know, no, no big hurry at all. And, uh, I catch a look behind my rear view mirror and I see a, you know, a side by side. So I, 
I go up a little bit to where the road widens up and pull up, put my blinker on, pull over, let the side-by-side go past. There's like two or three of them. No, there's more than two. So there's like, I think there's three that passed me. So I sat there for a few, few seconds after they're gone. I was like, Oh, no one's, no one's coming up. There's no one else behind them. I'll pull back out in the road and take off. So I do that, you know, I check my mirrors, pull back out, driving along and then I get up to this corner. And so it's a, I guess it would be a left-hand corner. So I'm, I'm on the outside lane. And, uh, and as I hit the corner, I look at my mirror and there's another side-by-side behind me. And, you know, I was like, okay, cool. I got another side-by-side, but I was like, I'm not going to pull over right here in the middle of this more or less blind corner because, you know, there's going to be on, if, if there is oncoming traffic, it's not the safest spot to, uh, to, uh, to allow a pass. So I was going to wait until I got through the corner to where I can see what's coming, coming at me and then pull over. And so I'm making my way around the corner and this guy behind me drops down on the inside of this corner. And, you know, it's not like a corner you can see all the way around and he passes me. And I was like, like, dude, like, you know, where's the etiquette? Where's the safety? Like, you know, you're putting me and my family in trouble or in, dangerous way you know like nothing bad happened but like you know you don't know if there's a car coming the other direction you know like what if you know there happened to be another side by side flying down the hill you know going faster than it should be and you you know you're on the inside of the corner and you're turning into me or turning into the mountain and I got to react to both of that anyways and so you know it's like dude (laughs) Where's the etiquette? You know, I thought that you're not supposed to pass on the inside of a corner. Anyways, I got a little flustered. (laughs) Uh, I think, I think anybody would. And you know, it's not that, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, if I had a razor side by side or something, I would have been out in it. I'm not getting after the dude for enjoying his razor. I'm just getting after for him. Being safe etiquette being irresponsible right uh, yeah i i don't know that would that would get that would get me too i mean y'all are out there to you know that's something that uh that i noticed whenever we were out there hunting and and uh the area that me and joe were out hunting was there was a lot of razors and i would say 90 percent of those razor drivers did not look happy and no i'm like, I'm like okay you're out here to enjoy yourself out in the woods. I, I would hate to see you in your regular life because you must be miserable in your regular life because you're driving out. Like, you know, we saw maybe a handful of people that were like, hey, how's it going? You know, kind of more friendly. A lot of right. those people were kind of angry. It was, yeah. it was weird. So I I don't know maybe it's a maybe it's a razor thing once you get a razor you kind of got to be a snob I don't know probably probably gonna tick off a lot of a lot of people that have razors listening to this but well I would say I wouldn't mind you know finding that out for myself you know like if you turn into a snob with a razor like <laughs> yeah yeah no I would I would like that chance too chances <laughs> are though I'd still be pretty happy right. <laughs> But, uh, but anyways, I, you know, I, just, I, 
you know, I hope whoever's listening, if you're out there, if you're driving your truck or you're raised side by side or whatever it is, you know, that, you know, these are, you know, back roads. That's, you know, you want to keep them safe. You know, it, you don't want to ruin your weekend because you're trying to save five seconds. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the crazy part is, I mean, like, like you kind of said already that you already alluded to is, you know, he put your family in danger. He put himself in danger. I mean, I get it. I don't want, I don't like eating a bunch of dust either, but I mean, come on, there's a safer place to do it. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. And, and everybody has that responsibility out there and you got to have a little bit of etiquette. Sure. I know, I know being in a, being in a pickup truck, you're a little slower. You're taking the the roads a little slower you know, try to pull over as soon as you can, but you got to do right. it in a safe manner. Right. I, I mean, I know, I know you, you were doing that, you know, and yeah, that I, I think that's pretty irresponsible of the guy. Hopefully he's not a subscriber, but if he is, <laughs> don't be passing on blind corners. Wait until it's safe to do so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyways that's all i had on that you know just you know being safe my calls for it yeah no i mean i think all the way around man i mean you got to be safe all the way around i mean we all want to even even that man you paid you paid twenty twenty thousand dollars on the on the lower end for that side by side you want to ruin it you want to you know you want to wreck it and and hurt yourself maybe even other people because you want to take a blind corner like think about what you're doing you know you didn't you didn't pay all that money for that side by side to to you know do that kind of stuff to be irresponsible and you know i think people just they get i don't know i mean it's hard to say it's hard to say where his mindset was you know he might have took it personal because he might have been coming around the other because you said that you pulled over let those other ones buy and then you pulled out again maybe he came around the corner right when you were pulling out and he was like oh what what's this you know you gotta you gotta think about everybody in that scenario maybe i'm you know joe just said it he didn't see anybody else he didn't he didn't notice anybody else coming around the corner so he thought he was in the clear you know like i don't know if he was trying to make it i guess like we're kind of doing the same thing that we're telling him not to do like project what he was thinking but but uh I can, I mean I just don't know why he felt like he had to be so aggressive around a blind corner. I just think that's pretty irresponsible yeah. of yeah. somebody. So we could probably go on forever about that, but about how people are crazy. <laughs> True. True. We're all we all got that. You know, I'm sure we're not perfect. We all mess up, but oh yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've had to humble myself a few times, made my mistakes on the road too. I mean, that's probably the perspective that we're coming from too. Is we've we've lived a little bit of life, we've made our mistakes. I grew Went too up, fast. We've both grew up, spent a lot of time on gravel roads growing up, learning how to drive. You know, I've <laughs> I've had my close calls. <laughs> So <laughs> I want I want to tell this story. I, I don't think we've told it on the podcast, but so one night me and Joe are on the back roads and uh, I'm driving my pickup and uh So, so it's a little Toyota, what was it, eighties model? 
Yeah, it was an 84 Toyota, two-wheel drive at that. And then the back end had like a stupid lift on it. So it was kind of like, it kind of, the back end had a lift and then the front end was stock. So it kind of, it looked funny. It was, it was a beater. It was like, it was my first pickup for sure. I think I had a, well, I drove my dad's car for a little bit, but that, that pickup was my first pickup. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I did love that thing, but we're driving around on the back roads and I'm whooping around the corners. I, I you know, I mean, looking back on it, I think I was just trying to show off for Joe, <laughs> but, uh, well, but I, <laughs> mind you though. So it's funny how we we're just going off about being, being irresponsible, but, but to paint the picture of what we were like 16, 17 or something. Yeah. Probably like 17. Yeah, yeah. So I'm whooping around the corners and trying to slide out, and and uh, I think I did a few corners okay, but this one particular corner uh, went a little too hard, and we <laughs> went in the ditch. And I two wheel drive pickup, trying to back out, can't back out, can't do nothing. So Joe, at this time, how much were you benching at that time, Joe? Uh, that time I was probably about three fifteen. 315 so so i'm like joe we're stuck you know and he's like well let me try to push and so mr 315 bench over here just gets out and pushes the truck out like it was nothing and i'm like man i'm sure glad i got you with me if i would have been by myself i would have probably been stuck out there forever uh true <laughs> oh yeah and then that so this was all at nighttime we were cruising around in the woods having fun and and um but that same night the the other cool thing was is uh uh it must have been a lightning strike or something but we saw that fire yeah that log yeah yeah there was a there's a log just on fire like out by itself no no rhyme or reason for it to be on fire but it was it was on fire so me and joe we turned into firefighters and put it out and you just happened to have five ga- five gallon water dr- uh, can in the back of your truck. I know that. Well, I mean, we we were camping up there, so but I don't know why I had that much water in there. Can't remember. Uh, oh, yeah. So we grabbed that 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 gallon of, that tank of water and locked up and we're dumped it on this little vlog i was on fire like all right yeah (laughs) yeah nothing ever came of it i never yeah nothing yeah nothing ever came of it and never heard of another fire so or never heard of it spreading anywhere so we must have put it out all the way but i you know i think if memory serves why i had that five gallon jug of water the whole reason i had it is because before i went up there or before we went up there um I just changed the uh, the water pump in my uh, truck. So I was kind of nervous of it leaking. So I brought water with me just in case so I could refill it to get back to town if I needed to. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was because I remember, I remember I worked like the whole day before or something like that. I worked or maybe it was that day. I can't remember, but I put the water pump in that truck. Gotcha. Or a new water pump in that truck. And so I think that's why I had that five gallons of water. So then after we put it out, then I was just scared. That, like, man, I hope that water pump don't leak now. <laughs> I'll be in real big trouble. 
<laughs> that's okay. I would have picked your truck up and carried it back to town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just throw it on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit there. And vroom. <laughs> you ready to slide around the corner, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Good times. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. I love talking about those. I don't know how entertaining it is on the podcast, but I know between me and you, it's fun to go back on talk about those uh, adventures that we used to have. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, you ready to call her? Yeah, I got, I'm, I think I'm, I'm uh, good for the night. I didn't have any other topics I wanted to, to cover. Sounds good. Well, guys, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. I feel like Joe and I, we're, we're both getting better and better at this, and we're still trying to tighten things up. And, you know, every podcast we do, we kinda, we, we're both, like, learning on how to be better for the next one. It's amazing how long it can take sometimes. But, uh, you know, we're, we're working hard at doing this. So thanks for your support, for listening to us, for giving us a shot. Really appreciate it. It's kind of cringy to say it, but if you could, uh, you know, like and subscribe, follow us on the po- podcast platforms, be much appreciated. We re- we would really appreciate it. Uh, with that said, that's all I got for tonight, Joe. All right, sounds good. So I guess we'll uh, talk to you, you fine, fine, struggling people later. Later, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>